Top Shelf Fantasy, brought to you by Corey Dows, Tom Craig Penny, and Scotty Milne. Let's get into it, baby. Shelf Fantasy. Going to be going over some team grades, looking at uh, the, the free agency, grading out the teams. Uh, we got NFC coming up first. Uh, so 58th podcast, um, day 1000 of quarantine, April 16th. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. I see you Twitter followers who are leaving. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. So, NFL draft still set to be virtually done on April 23rd um, to the to the 25th. So, we'll, we should do some live coverage for that. That's a takeaway for us. Um, it's, yeah, definitely have to have something for you guys. Probably maybe even like a live viewing party if we're allowed to be in the same room again. If not, we'll do something over Hangouts or Zoom or something. Oh, we won't be allowed to be in the same room. That's Yeah, sure. that's true. It's like but next week. I'll, I'll be live. <laughs> Time doesn't exist in a pandemic. Um, all right, Scotty, rumor mill, you go. Rumor mill. Um, <laughs> I'll, so I'll, I'll Dak, cut that out. That was good. <laughs> Dak Prescott is uh, set to sit out if there's no long-term deal. Um, I don't see that happening. He hasn't signed his franchise tag yet, but sources say that they are still working out a long-term deal, which they should get done. Um, Joe Mixon, on the other hand, said he will hold out. If there's no long-term t- deal done there, um, it's always scary person seeing it this early. I mean, we've seen it the last couple of years with Gordon Elliott and just every year it's someone new. Um, I think this is not a rumor. I hope uh, David Johnson passes his physical. So the trade is finally um, confirmed. It's finally finalized him and Hopkins have passed the physicals. And the Texans still had David Johnson. And Bill O'Brien. And Bob. A little Bob there. <laughs> and the last piece, it's now a false rumor, but uh, earlier in the week, Odell Beckham Jr., um, rumored to be traded to the Vikings for, I think, Dow's, you said, a second and fourth round pick or something? Yeah, second and a fifth, I think I saw. Oh, yeah. Which would have been um, a huge return for them. You know, Odell's still Odell. Right. So I think that's Minnesota came out and said, yeah, that's that. That's uh, false. But yeah, both sides said they uh, never even engaged in conversations about it. So it's pretty much as dead as it gets. Oh yeah, thank you, um, <laughs> Craig. Do you want to take over uh, the forgotten, the forgotten souls? Uh, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston still unsigned, about to go into the draft a week from now. Quarterbacks don't have a home. Not sure they're going to find one before the NFL season, which would be pretty sad for both players and for fantasy as far as you know your number two quarterback last year sitting out and then uh cam newton obviously with many years of fantasy experience uh, fantasy prowess um and then there's you know a lot of other skill position players that are still left on the market the big one being devonta freeman uh big running back that that really should sign on a team again though we are leading up to the nfl draft where I know most teams at this point have what they want going into the draft. Um, maybe when they come out, if they didn't get the running back they wanted, they'll sign Devonta Freeman kind of deal. But outside of that, uh, re- realistically, all the other running backs to to even see out there, Lamar Miller, Carlos Hyde, Chris Thompson, 
LaShawn McCoy, you know, Frank Gore, you know, he, he's out there. Yeah, uh, those guys they, probably won't backs. end up on a team. <laughs> Frank Gore for sure will end up on a team because it's Frank Gore. Yeah, he'll end up on a team and he'll end up still putting up like almost a thousand yards somehow. Dude's a dude's a freak. What he put up like six hundred last year. <laughs> Craig, I'm gonna tease you, but if Devontae Freeman signs, is he your bounce back player? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting too with all these guys available, like a Devontae Freeman and Lamar Miller, even Carlos Hyde to a certain extent, who can, you know, still show they have some gas left in the tank. They're still uh viable starting running backs. You know, you wonder how it impacts the draft stock of the running backs coming in, you know, our team's going to say, Oh, I don't have to really even worry about reaching for a running back. Cause if I don't get one in this draft, I've got all these other guys sitting right there for the taking. Um, you know, it's kind of curious to see how that all unfolds, but I don't know. I think it, it kind of sucks. If you're a running back coming into this draft, you have teams that don't feel like they have a, a huge urgency to pick you early, which hurts your stock and hurts your, hurts your money. So when we were looking at team needs, um, for what was actually left out there for the running back position, there's really two teams that primarily need a running back. Uh, Tampa Bay being one of them. Uh, I know Miami was, was right on the cusp of needing one or maybe not. Cause they got Jordan Howard. Um, and I forget the other team. I think it was maybe the Rams. The Rams. Because they, yeah. yeah. Cause, cause they just dropped Gurley. But uh, outside of that, most of the running back positions are set in the league. Um, so it's, it's definitely interesting. I know Freeman's been linked a little bit to Tampa Bay anyway, so, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, as far as other position players, there's two tight ends out there, um, that are old and probably shouldn't play anymore. Uh, Reed and Walker. I don't know what you guys think about them. I mean, Reed's not old. He's, his body's old, but that's about it. Well, yeah, his brain, brain is just brain damaged. Is but, uh, Delaney Walker <laughs> needs to hang him up. He's got he's got nothing left. I mean, he's played minimal snaps the past two seasons and not been impressive. Let John o. Smith take the reins in uh, Tennessee and move on to greener pastures, retire. And then little known wide receivers, Taylor Gabriel, Demarius Thomas, not so little known, but those are really the only wide receivers left. I feel like that are, I'd, I'd be surprised if Demarius doesn't find a place to, to work. But with the draft, I mean, with the draft class being so wide receiver heavy as it is, I mean, a lot of teams are probably playing chicken, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Between five and eight wide receivers should be drafted in the first round. Ne- next, what we were hearing. Next week is going to be fun. It's going to be chaos. It's going <laughs> to be great. I can't wait. Um, so, let's, let's jump through. Um, Free agency. So, um, starting, we're, we'll just go in alphabetical order for the NFC team. So, Arizona Cardinals. Um, okay. So, I'll, I'll just take this real quick. Dump David Johnson's salary. Brought in DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, right there, I think that's that's pretty special. Um, I think it makes everybody around Arizona better. We've seen DeAndre be fine with a crap quarterback. So, if Kyler ends up being crap, I mean, can't be worse than Tom Savage. So, uh, anyway, I, I mean, that's, and getting rid of DJ's salary is just massive. Uh, they dropped a couple other guys. They lost to Mari Bird and Charles Clay, which really aren't too much of a fantasy impact there, but, uh, that, that's what they did. Uh, Scott, do you want to take the Falcons? Yeah, sure. Um, so we did give the Cardinals a grave an A, but you'll oh, right. see all the grades yes. on the, on the website, uh, under our free agency, um, team grade article. 
the Falcons, um, I think they had a decent free agency, gave them a B. They did drop and lose Devonta Freeman, but I feel like they made up with it by signing Todd Gurley after he got dropped. We'll see what Gurley is n- next season, but right there you cut Freeman, who is kind of older, injury-prone, for Gurley, who's injury-prone. Lost Hooper, which is a big loss, but made up for it by trading for Hayden Hurst, which is still a pretty good tight end, just a backup of a very good tight end. Other than that, they um, off of the side, they added Laquan Treadwell from the Vikings. I mean, he was sort of a bust so far, but we'll see how he fits alongside Ridley and um, Julio. So those are the Falcons. The next team, I'll just, we'll just go to Corey, if you want to take the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers had a tough uh, offseason to, to judge to this point. They've got a lot of moving pieces. Um, Cam Newton out, longtime Panther. Greg Olson also out. Luke Keekley to retirement. He's a defensive player, but still important to mention. And then they brought in a whole bunch of new guys, as well as bringing in a brand-new head coach. So we've got a new head coach with a new quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, added Robbie Anderson at receiver to an already pretty solid core with uh, Samuel and uh, DJ Moore. Then they made you know various other small moves, but they shored up their O line a bit, which is good to see. Um, we're giving them a B minus. I think a lot of that's just because of the big question marks about who they lost and then who they added if they're going to be able to replace them and what this whole brand new team look is going to even be. We don't know what the head coach has in store, so it's tough to really judge them. But a, a B minus seems like a very fair grade for what they've done so far, and we look forward to seeing what they do in the draft and uh, maybe they can fill some more holes on that defense. Uh, I think the next team is. Uh, all yours? Is it Craig? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll Chicago. go ahead. And I'll take the Bears. Um, so their team grade was a C, uh, not not a high grade. We we didn't really uh, find it too kind. Um, Jimmy Graham was the biggest signing, I feel like, as far as offensive weapons go. Um, which really do we care? Jimmy Graham has been you know left off of fantasy tight end uh, lists for kind of you know the last couple of seasons, and then of course. Not only did they not address the quarterback position in a positive way, uh, they bring in another middling quarterback to compete. And you see Nick Foles and Trubisky going to be going at it this year. Maybe, you know, who who knows who's going to start. One of them is going to replace the other. It's not going to look too hot, I feel like, as far as fantasy goes. That's why they got to see in general, you know, a few defensive pieces, you know, here and there. But, you know, that's that's not what we're here to talk about. Realistically, I feel like they got worse. Uh, they didn't really, you know, continue to move in the right direction that most other teams, um, you know, found themselves, you know, going this season. Uh, next up is the Cowboys. I don't know who wants to take this one, Tom. Yeah, sure. Um, so as, as far as the Cowboys didn't make a big splash as far as who left and who came on, right? I mean, Randall Cobb, Jason Witten left from offensive players. One of my favorite safeties in the league. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix comes in. But the bigger news around the Cowboys was, what are you doing with Dak and Amari? Uh, they signed Amari. I mean, there's question marks around Dak if he's going to play, you know, if, if a long-term deal's not done. Um, but the Cowboys are headed in the right direction. They did what they needed to do. You sure up your defense a little bit. Oh, they got Greg Zerline too, so that should help the offense a bit. Um, Best signing. <laughs> so it's it's a great signing. <laughs> so I mean, if you still drafting kickers, I mean that's a guy you want to draft, but you, you probably shouldn't be playing fantasy if you're drafting kickers, especially kicking um, in a dome half the season. 
Heldrick did that. Um, <laughs> Wait, so we're actually promoting the kicker logic? <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here reading off who they got from a fantasy impact. I mean, and again, it's they, it's not who they got; it's who they retained, and it was Amari and Dak. Uh, so Detroit's up next, and Scotty, you you take Detroit. We gave we gave Dallas a B plus. I won't forget the the letter grade there above yeah. above um, average. Yeah, I mean, me, the whole Dak and Cooper thing was huge. Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to jump in after any of these teams, if they need to add anything else, go ahead. Um, but Detroit, they made, I think they did a pretty good job. We gave them a B just because there was a lot of moving parts. On the offensive side, there wasn't too much that happened. Um, they added Geronimo Allison, added Chase Daniel as a backup quarterback. But the and they got rid of uh, McKissick, which I think is bigger than people think. But the biggest thing was um, their defense. Uh, Matt Patricia added a lot of defensive players. A lot of players that came from the Patriots won't get into that because kind of just talking about the pe- people that are fantasy relevant. But if you go on our site, you'll see the slew of defensive players they have, all the linebackers, tackles. So we gave them a B. I think it was a pretty good step in the right direction yeah i, w- I want to add to that just just because you know i know we don't like to talk too much about the defense however the thing is is you follow the money when in fantasy when you want to find out what a team is going to be doing where they're going to be heading in what direction obviously matt patricia is a defensive mind he did a lot on that side they've been wanting to get the run game going and you know carry on's health has been a big question mark for a long time so this could be a team that I, i've highlighted on here that i think could be looking at running back um, so even, even if they did or didn't getting a lot of defensive players means that the running back position is going to be a heavy used, uh, piece of this team going forward. All right. Uh, Dow's take, uh, the Packers. Yeah. Green Bay, um, very quiet in free agency this year. We ended up giving them a C minus. So below average, uh, a score for them. They really need wide receiver help and they went out and got Devin Funches, which is kind of just like a, a weird move at that point. Um, they lost one of their stud offensive linemen in Brian Bulaga. And for a team that looked to run the ball a lot last year, you would have expected them to replace him, which they did with Rock Wagner. But who knows how he's going to work out, uh, you know, filling that hole. Bulaga's a perennial all-pro. So uh, hopefully he can fill in there and protect Aaron Jones and to some extent Jamal Williams. Um, but in any case – they have a lot to do still in the draft, but right now we're grading from offseason through free agency, or at least the beginning stage of free agency, and they have not brought any players in to replace the ones that they've lost or to improve their team, really. So C- and even that was probably a little uh, generous of us. Um, I think the next team up is the – let's even see right here. The, the Rams? Rams? Yeah. Yeah. Gregor, so- all you. Yeah, so they lost Todd Gurley, biggest part of their free agency. Easy uh, to talk about. Um, they added no other offensive weapons. Um, they lost Greg's line. You know, that's a big big deal. Um, Brandon Cooks. They traded Brandon Cooks. So um, that that's also another wide receiver issue. Um, granted, they've always had a lot of wide receivers on the team. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup will do well. Um, so I think as as far as a fantasy perspective, things get a little clearer. Um, and you will find that, you know, like we said, they are one of the teams that need a running back, um, whether uh, not to Sean Hamilton, that's the wide receiver there that I'm thinking of, but uh, was it Daryl Henderson? 
um, right now is slated to be the running back. Um, so, so we'll see what that means for them. The team grade for free agency is a C minus because they did lose those offensive weapons. Um, they really didn't do too much else. Uh, lost actually a few, you know, defensive players themselves. So as far as their grade, you know, it w- was not very kind. So, you know, going over to uh, another team that lost a top wide receiver and that's the Minnesota Vikings, Tom. Yeah. So we gave him a, a D plus, which I didn't have too much input on here and I probably would disagree with quite a bit. Um, but they lost uh, Stefan Diggs, which I mean, everybody knows what Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs, fantasy wise might not be you know the 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 golden boy but he means a lot offensively for a team when you have a, a guy like Stefan Diggs running downfield you got a running back like Dalvin Cook in the backfield and Adam Thielen doing Adam Thielen things you take one of those elements out the other two elements are are obviously hurt right so I, I don't know that from a fantasy impact, it's going to be a huge impact for any of them. But I, I do think that it makes it it makes their their team just a little bit more one dimensional. Now, the talks of Odell going there, that would have blown it right back out of the water. Right. They probably would have be up in the A, um, but they did not address that that absence of Stefan Diggs. And I'm sorry, Tajay Sharp is is not it. So. Overall, they're getting a D plus because you, you you got rid of one of your best offensive weapons and you did nothing. So um, that that's why they're getting a D plus. I mean, I I would expect a bigger jump for Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison uh, is a guy you, you got to keep on on your radar. We said it last year. We'll continue to say it moving forward. I don't know if anybody else has anything else to say there, but Saints are up next. Yeah, I was going to the Saints right now. Um... <clears throat> One of the better grades uh, of the offseason, they got an A. Um, if you look at our website, they didn't make a lot of moves, but they made the absolute correct moves. Uh, Tay Bridgewater is a big guy that's gone, but didn't really need it. Um, they have Taysom Hill as a backup. Bridgewater is now a starter someplace else. They added Emmanuel Sanders. Drew Brees has not had that number two receiver in, I don't know, God knows how long. With him there, pair with Michael Thomas and Jerry Cook still there, who did very well as a tight end last year. They're just giving Breeze the right players to pass to. In in his, I mean, he's old, so he's got what two years left tops. I think he signed a two year contract, so they're setting him up to succeed. So that's why he gave them an A. Um, I don't even want to jump jump in on that, but the next team is the Giants. So yeah, we we uh, me and Corey just talked about this one. I'll uh, I'll take this one over. the The New York Giants um, did absolutely nothing of note. Um, we have uh, you, you never want to go up in a presentation and 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 read off the slide, but I kind of want to a little bit. And and that is that the New York Giants is their their free agency was just as exciting as the white rice that comes with Chinese food. You know, we didn't we didn't ask for it. We didn't want it. It, it somehow just showed up in the in the box. Uh, they did absolutely nothing offensively or defensively that mattered. Everything was a backup player. Their one sole offensive player they brought in was Deion Lewis, who's on his way out of the league itself. So honestly, who cares? We gave him a C minus. <laughs> um, then the next thing we have on our list is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles started off great. They signed some defensive players, retained a couple of their guys. Unfortunately, they ended up letting uh, Malcolm Jenkins and Nigel Bradham go. But again, we're getting focused on defense here. 
Uh, the players on offense at depart are Jordan Howard, which means that the entire backfield is now turned over to Miles Sanders. Nelson Aguilar is gone, but he is kind of pointless. But that leaves really no receivers beside, outside of Alshon Jeffrey to catch balls there. So um, with all their moves in and out, they really haven't done all that much. A couple decent signings on the defense. A team grade of a C-plus seems more than fair for what they've done, just slightly above average, bringing in a couple talented guys, but really um, nothing nothing that wows you, uh, you know, overwhelmingly. The next team up on our list is the Niners. I'll send, I'll send that over to you, Tom. Um, yeah, so the one thing the Niners did right, and, and it's really on Matt Breida, right? Matt Breida signed his tender, so... You know, San Francisco, they get an A. I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, no, they, I mean, they ended up losing Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, they replaced him with Travis Benjamin, which, yeah, I mean, Tra- Travis Benjamin doesn't have the history that would suggest he can replace what Emmanuel Sanders is. It's still going to be a run first team, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Emmanuel Sanders, um, uh, him departuring from the team, how that's going to impact them. Uh, they're, they're still going to be a, a run first team. We gave them a B. Uh, they brought in a lot of good defensive players, which really opts to a ball controlling type of game plan. And we've seen that in the past, right? So um, it, as long as that defense is able to help the offense ball control, you're going to get a lot out of those running backs. Uh, they get a, a B grade. All right, we got Seattle Seahawks. That would be me. Um, we gave them a B plus. I think they had a pretty good offseason. Um, did lose too much on the offensive part, um, but they did add Greg Olson, who is a pretty good tight end. He left the Panthers. I know he's been old and injury prone, but it's just a good guy to add um, for Russell Wilson. They did add Philip Dorsett from New England. I'm not too high on him, but just another downfield guy for Wilson to throw to. Other than that, they didn't do much on offense, um, but they did add some solid defensive players and some solid offensive guys um, and didn't get rid of too much to affect the team. So overall, pretty good job by Seattle. Um, B plus, like we said. And I'll hand this other one off to um, Dow. So you can talk about the uh, golden boy going to uh, the Bucks. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Bucks probably the biggest splash in free agency landing Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, that's been talked about ad nauseum, so I won't go deep into that. They did lose a couple players, but guys who they can definitely suffer the losses of, Peyton Barber and Brashad Perriman would be the main guys to talk about. Peyton Barber leaving means it's completely Ronald Jones' backfield as of now, unless they had somebody else. And Brashad Perriman was kind of a nice third receiver to have. He had a couple good games, but he left for greener pastures. Or maybe not greener pastures, but other pastures. Uh, and he still leaves Mike Evans and Chris Gobble behind, which is really all that matters. Um, all in all, very, very solid offseason for them. Uh, B-plus grade. Just probably one step down from some of the A's that we've given out, like the uh, who was it, the Cardinals and the Saints, for example. They're not quite on that upper echelon, being that Tom Brady's still 40-plus years old. But he's still a great addition. B-plus, again, more than fair. And uh, I'll send it over to Craig to wrap up the NFC for us with the Redskins. All right, all you Darius guys fans, listen up. First, <laughs> all three of you. First move for the Washington Redskins this year was re-signing Adrian Peterson. The next move was signing running back J.D. McKissick. The last move the Redskins made was signing Peyton Barber, another running back. 
this team is not in or sold on Darius guys. He may be a talented running back, but he's a guy that gets hurt early and often every single season. So from what we saw from the Redskins outside of offense, we gave him a B. They, you know, got rid of some players that really don't matter. Jordan Reed's cut. He doesn't play. Paul Richardson's cut. Doesn't play. Um, they they do have a, a new tight end there. Uh, they did sign Logan Thomas to a pretty decent deal, I feel like, for a tight end that's really never been heard of. So that's someone to look look out for in fantasy. Um, but outside of that, they got to be. And a lot of, lot of running backs on this team style, 49ers. Uh, so that's going to wrap up the NFC. Um, Tom, I don't know if you wanted to continue on. Yeah, we're going to – we're so we're just going to motor through the AFC players as well. We're doing a good job just kind of recapping everything that happened. We'll, we'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, if anybody's, you know, familiar with the saying, uh, you know, less is more, um, do less, kid. That's a Red Dog saying. Um, do less. Do less. Uh, that's exactly what the Baltimore Ravens did, and a lot of times doing less is far more. Um, they traded Hayden Hurst for a second rounder. They already have a great tight end, Mark Andrews. Go and get a second round pick, and you could potentially get another offensive piece on the on the O line. Get something on the defense to go ahead and help that team out. Um, but they they have the same pieces that they did last year. Lamar Jackson still set up in in prime position to uh, to be one of the flashiest quarterbacks in the league. Marquise Brown. I mean, I'm torn on him and, and how we should view him. We'll get into that, you know, as the season goes. Uh, but that those offensive pieces are still there. And Mark Ingram's still a phenomenal running back. And as we saw in the mock draft, you're going to be getting him in the fifth round. So um, we're giving them a, a grade of B. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, they made a big splash. So, Scotty, you can, you can tell us about that one. Yes. Um, the Buffalo Bills, they added Stephon Diggs. Um, that's kind of the only fantasy relevant player they added, even though if you look on our team grades article, you'll see all the defense and offensive linemen they added as well. But mainly, um, they got their wide receiver that they've been looking for for a long time. I mean, John Brown was great last year, but he's not Stephon Diggs. Coven Benjamin got fat, so he's not Stephon Diggs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They also got Josh Norman, too cornerback um he hasn't been that great in a couple of years but we'll see if he can you know n- new place if he can you know revise his career but um overall getting stefan diggs alone uh we gave them a, a b plus so and i actually next... sorry yep. i didn't mean to, to cut you off there but i actually did want to ask this question because it's a it's a high debated question does this help or hurt stefan diggs's individual value for fantasy we already talked about this i thought we said it's probably n- neutral yeah well, I feel like I've been growing a little bit more into a positive uh, with, you know, Josh Allen being able to sling it. So I think that this is I something think he has a higher floor now. Yeah. Higher floor. I, I think, think he has a higher ceiling. I can't wait to. I mean, this that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> the whole floor ceiling. What's up and down? Right. Coronavirus. Sorry about that. I guess. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. Um, I think it's a foregone conclusion for all of us that Joe Burrow is going to Cincinnati. So that's kind of wrapped into our grading because one of the big steps for them uh, that they took was to franchise tag AJ Green and make sure that their new uh, quarterback toy has has a you know dominant weapon to throw to off off the bat. So 
Joe Burrow, presumably a Bengal. AJ Green staying a Bengal for at least one more year, assuming that he signs the franchise uh, tender. I'm not sure if he has or not. Um, they did let go of Tyler Eifert or let him move on, so I'm not sure exactly what their plan is at tight end for the moment because all they've acquired are defensive players at this point and one offensive lineman who probably projects as a backup as of right now. Um, but for what they did do and the defensive players that they did bring in who are pretty solid, uh, we're giving them a team grade of a B. I think it can only go up from here, assuming that they have another good draft. They had a great draft last year. It's just that their players got hurt. They drafted three offensive linemen and, and several other uh, role players, and they all got hurt. And then that, last year was kind of just a lost year for the Bengals. So if they can trend in the right direction and make smart picks and not become the Bengals of the early 2000s who take a you know troubled wide receiver every single year, I think they're in good shape. Maybe we can see them win some games uh, in 2020. Um, the next team up is the Cleveland Browns. Send that over to you, Craig. Yeah, so the Cleveland Browns did what they did again, again last year, um, is having a lot of, uh, you know, offensive, uh, excuse me, offseason moves. Uh, they signed the best tight end out there, Austin Hooper. They signed the best tackle out there, Jack Conklin. Uh, those are two main things that will help out their offense greatly. Um, bringing back Kareem Hunt again, um, you know, they, they have – with keeping Odell Beckham, probably uh, this will, you know, be another, you know, cog in the machine, uh, you know, Austin Hooper there. Uh, so we'll, we'll see realistically what that says for fantasy, you know, come, you know, the start of the year, not really sure when, um, you know, that'll be, but as far as everything is, you know, concerned offensively, the, the Browns did make a step up. Uh, we'll see what Baker can do with that. I know, you know, some people on the panel here uh, really, really hate him. Uh, looking at you, Tom. Um, and so not not sure what he's going to be able to do with it. Defense did well. They brought in a fullback uh, via trade. So, um, you know, it's not always sexy to talk about a fullback, but no, it's, um, it's that's definitely something that can help. Back. No, no, no. They, the, the fullback shout-out, it's always a great shout-out. Andy Janovich, it's great. Um, they also lost Rashad Higgins, who just uh, real quick was Baker Mayfield's like go to every time he was on the field. So that that could be big. Um, all right, Denver Broncos. Did you say their their grade? Sorry. Oh yeah, they had a B. Uh, okay. Pretty good um, off uh, off season again. Okay. Um, all right, Denver Broncos. Best thing they did cut Joe Flacco, and then they brought in <laughs> Melvin Gordon because we all know. That Royce Freeman and uh, you know I don't know Sunshine over there. What's his name? Why, why am I why am I blanking on it? Philip Lindsay, Goldilocks over there. They're not cutting it. So they brought in Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, it, it, it's not it's not. I don't know fantasy wise. This puts him in top five running back consideration. He's a good running back. I think he's going to succeed. He's not going to be used the way that he was used in in Los Angeles. So from a, a, a fantasy perspective, I don't know how to evaluate Melvin Gordon. It's obviously a major hit to the other two running backs there. Um, not having Joe Flacco under center is always going to be a good thing. They they added Nick Vanette, which is an interesting add. Um, he found his way on and off the field, I feel like, every once in a while. with um, Where was he? He was in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it'll be it'll, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of how that whole thing plays out. Um, I'm kind of expecting more of the same for the Denver Broncos, but overall they got better, so we gave them a, a, an above average grade of a, of a B plus. That's because they made a lot of defensive moves. Oh, AJ Boye, it's huge. 
Scotty. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of defensive moves. You get you get the Texans, man. Ugh. Have fun. <laughs> this might have to be a separate podcast. Seriously, um, I want to weigh in on this at some point. Yeah, we all might want to talk about this for a little bit. But Houston Texans, um, we had them at a grade of um, new XFL team, but since yes. the, the XFL has now canceled their season, we gave them a D. <laughs> so they're still they're still in the NFL. Um, I'll just put what they lost first. DeAndre Hopkins. Need I say more? Uh, they also don't have Car- Carlos Hyde, Lamar M- Miller, um, the running backs there. They're gone as well. But to get rid of David jo- uh, Deandre Hopkins, you would think they get you know a first overall pick in next year's draft. No, they got David Johnson. That was one of the highest paid running backs in the league, and Arizona could not find a team to take his salary or, or even half his salary. The Texans agreed to take his entire salary. <laughs> Not only that, Brandon Cooks then uh, was traded to the Texans. Everyone's like, you know, all right, they're giving Hopkins, uh, they're giving Deshaun Watson some weapons. I'm like, no, he had the weapon. <laughs> now you give him an injury-prone guy who was one of the highest-paid receivers in the league, and it took his entire contract. Yeah, that's like the one thing that I I thought they were trying to get rid of was the contract, and then they go and take Cooks. Who so, has a big so Cooks and David Johnson combined are more than what they would have paid DeAndre Hopkins. Um, <laughs> and not only that, they just signed Cobb for a pretty good deal for three years. <laughs> nine mil a year for Randall, Randall Cobb. Yeah. So Randall uh, Cobb. I, I won't even get into the what else they lost or gained. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. Someone want to jump in here to take over the Texans? This is your Houston Texans. I mean, this is it's a disaster. If you are gonna poorly mismanage the offseason like this, how are you gonna manage a a, a, a week to week playbook? I, Bill O'Brien, I, I can't imagine Bill O'Brien makes it the the year. I mean, I mean, it, he's it, in the hot seat. At some he point, the hot seat coach right now. Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb. All there's a chance all four of them. Oh, and Kiki Cutie. All five of them could be injured at the same time, and then you got David and Johnson David hobbling around. <laughs> It, this this was terrible. It, this was this was bad. Uh, but if anybody else wants to weigh in, feel free. It's always fun to trash bad coaching decisions. <laughs> no, I think I think they're just lucky to have uh, gotten a grade as high as we gave them. It could have easily been an F minus or an, an, an incomplete or something. Because <laughs> a D would still like. Ah uh, man, Bill O'Brien probably like you said out definitely out as GM probably out as head coach if he. Unless they shock the world and do something this season, but I can't imagine uh, Deshaun Watson wants to be there with no weapons around him and really just being asked to do everything himself while he still gets chased out of the pocket and pile drived into the ground every other play. Last year of his contract. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll move on to better teams. Uh, the Colts. Uh, Dows want to take that one? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll just start off. The Colts. We gave them a B. They brought in Phillip Rivers, who is apparently going to be the quarterback, at least for the time being. I thought it was going to be Brissett. I think a lot of us thought it was going to be Brissett after the year he had last year. He had some ups, had some downs. I thought that they were going to commit to him. But Phillip Rivers comes on the market and is interested in going to your team. Why not bring the guy in for a year, maybe maybe two, maybe three, who knows? And at the very least, he can tutor uh, Brissett. So I think there's something to look at it from beyond just a this year standpoint as well. So... A B grade seems very fair just based on the quarterback position, but they've also brought in Xavier Rhodes, 
a couple other defensive players. DeForest Buckner is a big a big name that they brought in. Um, they didn't really lose all that much. They let Brian Hoyer walk. He went back to the Patriots. Devin Funches, who we already talked about uh, previously in the NFC focus, is really not a wide receiver, even worth mentioning. So I'm going to cut it short on him right there. Eric Ebron, probably their largest um, offensive loss, and they still have Jack Doyle. So nothing that they can't really sustain. Um, so a, a, a B grade is uh, right around where they should be. Um, and then we'll move on to the to the Jaguars. Yeah, so I don't really know what I want to say about the Jaguars, except they're definitely rebuilding. Um, getting rid of Boye, getting rid of Ramsey, getting rid of uh, Calais Campbell. Like, there's just big names, even though they're on the defensive side, they're just getting rid of, you know, just just kind of send them out there for really anything that they can get. Um, and, of course, Nick Foles, they moved on from him, so they're going to go through – uh, the season next year, unless they draft a quarterback, which I really don't think that they're gonna. I think they really want to see what Gardner Minshew can give them. Um, not not sure. Uh, I think this might actually be the time, Tom, that that you actually you called it right, where it is the demise of uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, not really sure. I said that last year. No, I know, but he I had think a career you've, been, year. you've been you've been touting that every <laughs> single year. I think this might finally be it. He had a career year last year. That brings us over to the Chiefs, right? Yeah, Chiefs, they get an F. Cut my boy, LaShawn McCoy. Um, <laughs> nah, Chiefs get a B plus. They they did lose LaShawn McCoy, which is probably the best interest for the team. Um, but they, they did bring in two underrated players, I think, that you know are going to be sneaky. It's going to be Dondre Washington and Ricky Seals-Jones. So, Ricky Seals-Jones, um, you know, he, he didn't really have too much success when he was out in Arizona, and he's probably bounced around on a couple different teams. But running opposite side, uh, Kelsey, if he finds the field, he could potentially be a sneaky little streamer. Um, but DeAndre Washington was really more of what I, I was focused on as far as t- uh, players that came in. Um, I, I'm still not sold that the, their running backs are you know solid and that there's an opportunity for him to, to find a crack in the door. And kind of wiggle his way in. The problem is that they got about four of them. So if, if all of them kind of wiggle their way in and get 25% of the snap share, you know, it, it's absolutely nothing. They kept Sammy Watkins. Uh, Damian Williams is still on the team. I mean, again, it's, it's kind of another less is more situation. Uh, they get a B plus because they didn't really get worse. They've only gotten better. Um, but I don't know that they've leaps and bounds gotten better where we can kind of put them in the upper echelon of a free agency. Um, and then the, the Raiders are, are up next. Yeah, just to bounce back to the Chiefs, uh, this is after the article, but um, Demarcus Robinson did re-sign with them, with them, which is just because Mahomes, another deep threat. And I guess uh, Mahomes was a big uh, reason why DeAndre Washington was signed. I guess he really wanted him on the team. I didn't know that, so that's a good sign for him. They played together in yeah. college. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that's together. a that's a good reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go to the Raiders now. Um, I think when me and Craig were going back and forth with this, we didn't really know what to say about them because they made they made the moves they had to make, but not the right people. I feel like, um, like we just said, they got rid of DeAndre Washington. They needed a receiver, and they brought in Nelson Aguilar. Um, not the guy I would think. I would think they'd be, you know, pushing for a Robbie Anderson type player or even a Rashad Perriman. But the 
the the Eagler deal is um pretty cheap for them. I think it's a million bucks for a year, which is I mean it it's a win win, I guess. But tight end in Britain bringing Jason Witten again. He just came out of retirement a year ago, and he's still playing. Um, other than that, they brought in some actually a lot of defensive players. Didn't get rid of much, but just the holes they had to fill on the offense, um, they could have got a lot better players. So I, we gave them a B minus because they still did some stuff, but not enough. Yeah, just to add to that, like it was it was all defense. Um, they've made, they've made a, a a big step in that direction. And you can see last year with with their usage with Jacobs uh, that that's what they want to do is is defense and running. Um, but this is the team that you know ask anyone they're they're drafting a, a high end wide receiver. So um, yeah, that that's that's I guess why. But really, honestly, why why do you need Aguilar? Why do you need Witten? You know, n- neither of the two matter. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. But um, this is a good one for Dow's. Uh, we'll give you the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. So let me start off by saying if I told you a team lost their starting quarterback, their starting running back, their starting slot wide receiver, uh, a starting off, uh, outside linebacker, and a starting offensive tackle. And fullback. And their fullback. Yeah, don't forget <laughs> You'd be the pretty worried about the state of this team. However, the Chargers seem like they're in great shape. They re-signed um, Austin Eckler to a great deal at running back. Uh, the wide receiver, they're pretty much set with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams see if they bring anybody else in. And uh, they sustained all the offensive line moving pieces. They also, on the defensive side, I know we don't like to talk about defense a lot, but it matters for the Chargers and how they probably plan to use their offense moving forward with potentially Tyrod Taylor under center this year. Um, They brought in Chris Harris to pair with Casey Hayward, Desmond King, and Derwin James to some extent at uh, the safety position. They have three of the top six and four of the top 10 rated defensive backs by PFF on their, in their secondary, they're poised to have a completely unreal year. If they can perform how they should, you know, just on paper, Um, if they can kind of shift to a, just all world defense who runs the ball well behind Austin Eckler and lets Tyrod Taylor kind of just manage the game with some short and intermediate passes. And they don't have to really rely on him to win a ton of games. They could, easily win this division they could easily make a deep playoff run and if they can add a quarterback in the draft or somewhere else i mean their defense is poised to be all world so all that being said we're giving them a grade of a b plus tyrod taylor still doesn't have the faith of the uh, top shelf crew at this point that probably keeps them away from getting into that a range even an a minus a would be a bit of a reach with a team quarterbacked by tyrod taylor so b plus it is and uh Onto the Dolphins. Yeah, very underrated and smart uh, offseason for the Chargers. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have a difference of opinion on it. But as far as the Miami Dolphins go, they just brought in a ton of players. And they have a ton of picks. Um, they have, obviously, everyone's known been rebuilding for the last couple of seasons. Uh, new head coach last year is bring, bringing in a lot of defensive players that he knows and likes. Um, Byron Jones, the biggest uh, you know, player uh, offense or defense was was signed to the Dolphins, um, so that was that was a big deal for them. They have a new running back in Jordan Howard. Um, who knows what they you know go forward with? Whether he's the number one, um, you know, if they have someone else come in and they have a timeshare. But as of right now, Jordan Howard's fantasy value is pretty good, almost better than what you saw uh, with him with the Eagles last year. 
So, you know, as far as fantasy goes, uh, you know, they, they brought in a guard, they brought in the center, they brought in, you know, a, a lot of pieces, I feel like, um, to move the Dolphins in the right direction. So they, they have a, they have a B plus. Uh, they didn't really lose much, and they brought in a ton of talent. Um, moving over to our, our hometown team, Thomas. All right, real real quick on Miami Dolphins. They also got brought in fullback extraordinaire Landon Roberts, so kudos. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so New England Patriots, uh, let's be real. Uh, if, if, if it wasn't Bill Belichick and we weren't you know, fans of the team, they'd probably be demoted to the XFL too. Yeah. Um, they lost Tom Brady, and then after Tom Brady left, Philip Dorsett, Ben Watson, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, Shelton. I mean, the list goes on. Is like the entire defense, most of the offense went. I mean, at one point, Edelman seemed like he was going to go somewhere, and then they go, oh, we're bringing Brian Hoyer. We're set. We're fine. Okay, great. Thanks. So it looks like the Patriots are going to be moving forward with Stidham and Brian Hoyer, probably waiting for Watson to get sick of Bill O'Brien and bring him in. Um, there's just nothing going for the Patriots this year. They didn't do anything. There's no cap space for it. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a lost season. Uh, anybody fantasy relevant on the team. I mean, we could sit here and argue, you know, maybe James White or, or, uh, or Sony. Um, I hate Sony, so I, I wouldn't argue positively for him. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't have a good, they didn't have a good off season. They, they should have brought in pieces that they didn't bring in. And the reports right now are that they're going to roll with Brian Hoyer as the starting quarterback and uh, look to draft okay. a quarterback in the this upcoming draft. So, uh, yeah, fascinating stuff coming out of New England. I mean, I'd expect they grab one in the draft, but it's it sounds like that they really are just all in on Stidham. Which it came from uh, it came from rap sheet saying that first round look for a quarterback in New England. Oh wow, wild, Burrow. Yeah. I know who I like, but I don't know if you guys care for me to even say it. Say it. Jalen Hurts. I, lo- I love you said I knew you were going to say it. I love Jalen Hurts. I that's would love one, to see That's him. the one that I want. For a, one year, want. for a one-year tied over, if we can go then still get Deshaun, he's great. If you get him late first round, the, the money doesn't kill you. He'll be there, you know, where we're picking. He, he's someone that can and, – and it's not just a scrambling quarterback, but he can move. He was – the starter before Tua in Alabama, and he dominated when he went over to Oklahoma with just one season of learning a playbook. Like he's, he is, I feel like the real deal. There's, there's uh, documentaries on on his smarts and just, just passion, all, all that. That's, you know, I'm, I'm hardened on Hurts. All right, yeah, he's, um, he's a gamer, but he's just a little undersized. But yeah, sorry. Let's get back to the um, sorry, actual sorry. podcast. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this some other time. Jesus Christ. Um, for F's sake. All right, New York Jets. We gave them a C, um, mainly because they didn't do much. They lost their star wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. I know he didn't have a a great um, great season last year, but then again, they had bad line, bad quarterbacks. Um Anyways, they lost Robbie Anderson. To make up for that, they signed Brashad Perriman and Josh Doxson, who are not Robbie Anderson at all. So mainly that's why we gave him a C. They lost a big player. They didn't bring in anyone to really um, fill the void. So Jets got a C in our book. Yeah. Um, um, what's the next team? After that, Steelers? it's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. The old Steelers. Um, they have done nothing really impressive they added eric ebron from the colts that's a good upgrade from vance mcdonald i'll I'll give them that 
um, but they lost their starting center, guard, cornerback, defensive tackle, and two linebackers. They have really failed to replace most of those. They did bring in center Stephen Wisniewski and uh, defensive tackle Chris Warmly from Baltimore via a trade, but that's not anything that I'm really getting all hyped up about when they've still lost Nick Vanette, Javon Hargrave, uh, Taylor Matakevich, or sorry, T- Tyler, but um, it's just, it's hard to give them anything higher than a D plus with how many people they've lost, how many people they've failed to bring in, especially with all the talent out there and the year that they had last year, you'd think they'd be looking to really change up what they've got, but it looks like they're willing to kind of just ride it out with, um, I mean, big Ben probably for another year or two, but they didn't go out, go out and get anybody for the long term. I, I would have expected them to maybe be a buyer in the Teddy Bridgewater sweepstakes and, they didn't even make a bid. Their name, their team name, never even came up. So, uh, D plus for the Steelers for a lack of initiative. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you you lazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously. Um, next team for you, Craig, is the Titans. Yeah. So the biggest things for the Titans this offseason was was obvious. Um, they needed a quarterback because they didn't have one signed. Um, and then they needed to sign the rushing yards leader last year, Derrick Henry. So whether you like the deal or not, they picked their quarterback and they gave him a deal. Ryan Tannehill signed a long-term contract and he is going to be the quarterback of the future for the Tennessee Titans. And I feel like that's great for fantasy because he number one has the backing and has a contract confidence. There's just, there's a lot of reasons I feel like for fantasy, he's a, a, a QB one. Uh, I feel like next season, um, you know, the, the back half of the year was, was pretty great for him. Uh, we've, we talked him up a lot uh, last season. And then obviously Derek Henry has his franchise uh, tag that it was put on him. Um, I hope he signs it. I, I don't, I can't honestly tell you right now whether he did sign it or not. There's, you know, you know, always the concern whether a franchise running back will hold out. I don't think he will. I think he understands. I think he's he's learned in the league that, you know, it takes time and patience to get what you want. Um, you know, he, he did sign old. it, by the way. He did sign it. Good, yep. good. Because um, I, I think that was just the, the, the meat of what the Titans needed to do uh, this offseason. Um, outside of that, they lost a lot of players on defense, um, you know, and they, they got Vic Beasley uh, on defense, which is, which is a decent – add uh, but overall a c plus uh for the off season on the titans and, I, and i'm pretty sure that wraps up all the all the teams that we wanted to go over yeah pretty good i mean we thought we were gonna have to do uh two podcasts in this but um right through that short and pretty, sweet baby. pretty good pretty, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, what say you thomas what say i uh, no, I, I think we did a good job. We hit on the facts. I mean, that's what it is. Again, the article's up there. You can go. You can see every player um, that re-signed, that, that left, that they brought on, each team brought on our grades for them, and there's a write-up. And uh, if, if you want early access to these articles, please hop on our website, topshelffantasy.com, and subscribe. You will get early access uh, to all of our articles coming on the website. They'll be emailed directly to you. Uh, there's no fee, no charge, no uh, sneakiness on our behalf. We're just trying to get you the info so you can win your league a little bit sooner than everybody else. Again, keep listening to the podcast. We'll go in depth a little bit more than we do in the articles sometimes, but uh, always good to get out ahead, especially as we get closer to the draft. You'll be able to get a leg up on your uh, 
terrible teammates that aren't subscribed. Oh, that'll be key during waiver weeks. Oh, waiver weeks will be huge. You'll get, uh, theoretically, we should have you waiver info by Monday or Tuesday instead of waiting till you know, Wednesday, Thursday, like a bunch of jabronis. You can already have your guys scouted ahead of time. Yeah, so we're 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 basically building an infrastructure to to help you know get get that information out, and especially with draft week coming up, I mean, content's gonna start getting pumped out. We're all sitting here giddy like little kids, you know, at Christmas, thinking of ideas left and right. How many different podcasts are we gonna do in a week? We're probably gonna end up doing like seven in the next two weeks or something. It's gonna be crazy. Oh yeah, um, and uh, I think we were talking talking today. Um, at least briefly, that we want to get to uh, get together and get a draft toolkit going for you guys, so you can go right on the site, click a link, and have everything you need as far as uh, projected rankings, depending on the scoring system in your league. Uh, that way, you don't have to re- rely on ESPN's terrible thing where they don't even put any effort into it; they just list their, I don't know, they pull up a league sheet of the players and just list them for you. Terrible. Uh, we'll have something a lot more in depth, a lot more analytical, and uh, be able to get you, you know, again. A little advantage over the rest of your league mates that might not have access to such in-depth information from such uh, talented fantasy gurus <laughs> <laughs> you laugh but you wait hey right here with the, <laughs> these four guys we're looking at how many championships last year yeah. six seven yeah. so we talk can we talk about like three you know, the last three years, my name would be there like three oh, times. Oh, that's right. Tom didn't win one yeah, last no, year. Nobody knew that you didn't win one last year until yeah, you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Tom. Hey, listen, I'm honest. I'm honest. All right, <laughs> that's the thing. I'll, I'll sit here and bash somebody, and then when I go look at the stats, I go, I, I, at least I'm honest that way, right? Yeah, that's um, yeah, true. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to wrap up uh, Podcast 58. Uh, next one's going to be Podcast 59. 11 more to, to, that, to that number. Magical, magical, magical number. Thank you for listening. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Stay fluid, stay loose.